Let us now go to Western Massachusetts, where Dr. Harriet Fraud is standing by. She is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist who lives and works in New York City. She is a, a Marxist and a founding member of the feminist movement and is the host of Capitalism Hits Home. That's a weekly podcast. Welcome, Dr. Harriet Fraud. Hi, I'm glad to be here. People should go to HarrietFraud.com to sign up for your newsletter and read your blog. Right now, through the prism of Marxism, how would you recommend that people experience the government shutting down industry? What is a good way for people to stay sane, not panic? Well, I think it's very important to understand this. And of course, when you say that I understand it through the prism of Marxism, like with everything else, there's many Marxisms. And my Marxism doesn't think the economy determines everything or anything determines everything, but everything shapes each other. And I look at how personal life is shaped and is shaped by political and economic life. But the way I understand what is happening is that in our country, in which we currently have a vulture capitalism that favors the wealthy at every turn. And we have a president who unabashedly looks for his own profit and those of his allies over everything and sees every painful crisis of America as a PR opportunity that he can take or not. Mm-hmm. So um, I think... The way to look at it and the failure of the United States, because our leaders knew and Trump knew as of January that this coronavirus was deadly, was increasing, was everywhere. And they chose to do nothing because it would make it harder for Trump, since, of course, he had no interest in getting prepared. And also it might depress the stock market. And his claim to electoral fame was the stock market is high. I produce the economy and vote for me, Mm -hmm. which just parenthetically, the market has gone down to below its levels when um, Trump took over. However, what we have here is a failure of capitalism to cope with a national crisis in the United States. In America, explain. Is it, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I should explain explain that capitalism is a, an economic system which favors the wealthy and is governed by the wealthy. And in our country, they buy their positions in our government and control what happens. There are mitigating factors, of course. It's not. Nothing is pure in human life, but that's the overwhelming reality, which is why we have the greatest inequality in the Western world right now. In 1970, America was the most egalitarian nation of all the Western industrialized nations. Now it is the least of all. And as the social programs have been eliminated and as wealth has accumulated by companies who went overseas 
abandoned American workers and came back and bought up the system. And so we have a capitalism now that has a crisis. COVID-19 is spreading. They did not prepare because they're capitalists. So they didn't buy tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of respirators and really sealable masks and gowns because having even having everyone from a drugstore to the government emergency fund buy up healing supplies to keep in a warehouse in case they're needed. There's no profit in that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so they're not interested in it. Just as the masks went off the uh, shelves in the drugstore, why a mass masks just because there might be an outbreak when your storage space is valuable? That's capitalist logic. Why, you know, and the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, had a task force on pandemics. Trump disbanded it because he doesn't want, he doesn't believe that government should do anything but subsidize capitalism and bail them out. And so he dismissed that. He also got off the UN Commission on Pandemics and withdrew American money, have more money to give out with his tax break for the wealthy. And so we're utterly unprepared. In addition, we're unprepared because he will not intervene so that none of the proposals they're making to give mass bailouts, for example, to the airline industry to get people to Trump's resorts and golf courses, none of them include the provision that they cannot lay off any workers or protection for the flight attendants or the people who clean the planes, or the people who prepare the food for the planes, or the people who service the planes. Yeah, It's just for the owners who gave out $45 billion in the last five years to their stockholders right? because they did so well. You're talking about the airlines. He's also, that's the airlines, yeah. just yeah. one example. A big priority of his to bail out. He also will not force companies there there is the defense act that allows our government in case of a crisis to command that people make masks that people make respirators there's another one that commands that the government buy in bulk and reduce the price of all these things so people so in new york governor cuomo complains that the state has to pay $7 for a mask that before the virus cost 85 cents because Trump will not interfere with capitalism and he will not buy all the supplies on a national level and make them lower the price. This is all about capitalism. Now, what is fascism? Fascism comes in, as it did in Germany, when capitalism breaks down. And the choices are to go to socialism, where the government ensures the welfare of all at the same time as capitalist corporations are allowed to function, or communism, which has never really been tried, but or state capitalism, as in the former Soviet Union, where the state is the biggest employer and decides everything, and the bureaucrats of the state have that power. Well, fascism 
is where capitalism breaks down. Think of it as a barrel. The barrel is capitalism. When it starts to break apart and can't hold water, fascism is the iron bands that hold that barrel together. The government ensuring profit. Whereas socialism is that the barrel is abandoned, a different barrel is built in which there's room for capitalists to be regulated. One of the reasons that China, which is in many ways a state capitalism with a strong government, could get rid of the coronavirus is in Wuhan alone, they built 10 hospitals within the first few weeks. They allocated supplies. They are working on a vaccine. They bought the German vaccine, which is the most, the German test kit, I'm sorry, which is the most effective test kit. The United States wouldn't. The United States wanted the business for American capitalists who would then owe Trump. So we are unprotected on every level. And so what is happening is, as capitalism falls apart because there's a crisis that doesn't interest them all that much of the coronavirus, but a bigger crisis for them, which is the stock market and their businesses are falling apart. None of the solutions demand what FDR did at the height of the depression. FDR hired 11 million workers at good salaries to rebuild this this country. And he taxed the rich at 96.8% in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos is sitting on $150 billion, for example. Why shouldn't he be left with maybe a half a million and the rest go to the Treasury? Why shouldn't... Half a million or half a billion? Half a billion, oh, yes. even. That would be very generous yeah. out of $150 billion. Yeah. The same with, uh, you know... <laughs> the... <laughs> We're not savages. Certainly we could allow them out to keep half a billion. Right. Right. The same with our former mayor of New York, who spent, I think it was, half a billion on his own campaign. It's closer now. Reports are coming out now that it's closer to a billion that he spent. Right. But he wouldn't uh, allow taxes on his billions. Right. to be used for the welfare of all. Also, people even like Romney, who said that he paid 13% in taxes because most of his money is offshore. The Canary Islands are not as strong as the United States. They could commandeer all that money, mm-hmm. as well as all the money hidden in Panama and everywhere else. Right. But they don't. Right. Because they're not operating for the mass health and safety of all they're operating for capitalism. And now capitalism is in crisis. And there are choices to be made. You have the president, who is the defender of capitalism and their emblem, giving that tax, the tax breaks to the top corporations, while the inequality of the United States is boosted ever higher and 60% of our nation doesn't have $400 in case of a dire emergency, and we have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The unemployment rates 
went up by a third just within a week as people are laid off. Small businesses and big businesses, small businesses are failing and going out of business. Big businesses are holding on to their money while the Republicans and the capitalists that support them are suggesting tax cuts. There's an awful lot of people who don't pay taxes because they're too poor and for whom aid is important now, not the $1,000 which wouldn't even pay rent for their apartment, no less their food and their rent for a month. So has has this country, I, I think you've answered this, but the country reached an inflection point we got disconnected. We were talking with Dr. Harriet Fraud. She's the host of Capitalism Hits Home. Go to HarrietFraud.com. Sign up for her newsletter. She is a mental health counselor who practices in New York City. We reached an inflection point when in America, and this is the inflection point is not an economic inflection point, but almost a moral inflection point in that when the crisis hits now the first thing we worry about is calming the markets and the fed has to save the banks and steve mnuchin wants 500 billion dollars for discretionary spending so he can pick which companies need to be saved the president of the united states nobody we don't have a democratic party who talks about the least among us. We have to protect the families, the workers. Nobody talks about the most desperate among us. Was there a time when this country focused first and foremost on the desperate among us? Shouldn't that be... When do we go from bottom up to top down, or do we ever worry about the bottom? I think during the New Deal with FDR... He rose to the occasion, and the top had to give up their money. Well, they still had plenty, but they had to give up all the enormity of their money and be taxed by Mm 96.8% in order to fund the programs that FDR started in the height of the Depression. That's why that we can't afford anything now is ridiculous, because... That's when we got Social Security. That's when we got unemployment insurance. That when, that's when we got an equivalent now to 22 million people being hired at well-paying jobs because money was taken for the, from the rich and distributed to those who needed it. That's why you had the Works Progress Administration building bridges and redoing our whole infrastructure. Right. And so everything is a free market solution in America now, even though there's no such thing as free markets. Well, there is some regulation, but it's very weak and can be overwhelmed. As soon as people, through enormous effort, pass something, they they take their money and buy their way into reestablishing it. It's like what happened when they freed the slaves in the West Indies, and they compensated each slave owner for the slave property that he gave up. And now the power structure is the same, but Mm -hmm. through money. Right. You have to 
change who has the ability to buy other people. And in our Constitution, which had a wonderful set of checks and balances, there was no check and balance on wealth buying the rest. And that's probably because we had many slave owners and very wealthy people signing that Constitution, including Jefferson and including Washington. But you need an economic check and balance to have a decent society. And we don't. And this is what I think happened, which makes a lot of sense, which is in by the mid-70s, highly efficient multinational communication systems were developed. Computers were developed. Robots were developed. All of these inventions allowed U.S. manufacturing and other corporations to relocate and hire the poorest people of the world. So if they could go to Pakistan, where they'd have to pay less than a dollar an hour in many industries. They could go to China, who has the highest wages in the region, $3.26 an hour. Okay, they could amass greater and greater wealth. And with that, in our pay-to-play electoral system, they could come back and buy our legislators and our presidents. And they did. They were working ever since the New Deal was passed. They were hiring people to figure out, and they even studied a great Marxist theorist called Gramsci, who tried to figure out how to culturally as well as economically win a people. They tried to work out a way to, to reamass their wealth and keep everyone else working for them as semi-slaves. And one of the ways they did that was through constant propaganda. They floated the idea that the problem was not big companies, big capitalists who deserted them, but the problem was big government with their regulations, even though it was big government that saved the mass of people in the New Deal. And that has saved the Germans, big government, saved the Chinese, big government that coordinated mass relief for COVID. You need a centralized government with some responsibility for the mass of people, which we don't have. And they attacked, these capitalists attacked the three forces that made the New Deal possible. So if you're a psychotherapist, if you're in an abusive, yeah. if you're in an abusive relationship, if you're part of a family with an abusive father. He will tell you what is happening and what you're ser what you're saying, what you're experiencing, and what you're feeling. Is that a fair statement? That's, that 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 a tyrant, an abusive father, says, "This is what happened. This is what you saw. This is the right way to feel, and this is the wrong way to feel." That's right, and that there are prohibitions. You cannot understand what's going on in any other way but the one advocated, which we have the best family, this is the way the world is. And you cannot, you can't let yourself go there, and you certainly can't talk about that. You cannot, yes. Because those are against the rules of this family. 
you cannot talk about what goes on in our family with other people. Right. Or and, with the family itself. And the neighbors are far worse. Everybody, all, you think this is bad, go live with somebody else. And, well, and, and, and you demonize the people across the street. You, you, you scare, uh, you, you scare your children by telling them how horrible everybody else is. That comes naturally to people? Isn't that a, that's not, I would assume nothing if you comes naturally to people. I'm sorry? The thing is, people, nothing comes naturally to people. We are not instinctual creatures. When, our, when we are born, our brains are the size of a small fist or a small apple. By the time we die, even a not very bright person has a brain the size of a Nerf football, about four times bigger. Because our, we are social animals. We're herd animals. And so that, you know, because, look, let's face it, human beings aren't the swiftest. They're not, they, we don't have the best eyesight. We don't have the greatest strength. What we have is the ability to socially connect and make a difference. Well, so we but, could work together to bring down a big animal and then share the the meat in our earliest history. Okay, let, let me. Let, I'm going to interrupt you. Social, uh, let no. me. Let me interrupt you. I apologize. Sure. It, it seems to me, and this is probably because I'm a victim of abuse. I'm an American citizen. We're all traumatized by yeah, some kind of by some kind of abuse. I am convinced that it is human nature to have somebody in charge, either a father, a mother, a boss, who uses fear as a cudgel to keep you in line, to keep you off balance and frightened and not to challenge you because then you lose your authority. And I am convinced, having worked for so long in the system, that's how it's done because that's human nature. You're saying this isn't human nature? That isn't the earliest societies. Anthropologists will tell you, and there's even a book called The Dawn of Sex, or Sex at Dawn, something like that, about the earliest peoples and how they arranged marriages and how they arranged sexual connections. But every anthropological study of early people shows that early people would not have been able to survive if they hadn't worked cooperatively. Mm -hmm. That just wouldn't have happened because we are not superior in anything else except possible intellect and the ability to cooperate to make something happen. And the earliest societies were communist societies where right. people shared equally. You couldn't hunt animals alone. You couldn't grow enough grain alone. The women went out and created the basic diet of nuts and berries and grains. And the men did hunting and, you know, everyone shared. Right. You wouldn't have survived if they hadn't. And as it evolved into a society that owned things, that created herds that needed to be watched, and men and women were separated because women had children and needed to be more local for the children to breastfeed and so on, hierarchies were developed. But our natural instinct is not anything. We are what we're brought up to be. And there are lots of influences on us, psychological, physical, environmental. And one of the things that's happening now is people are afraid and their fears have been roiled up 
by Fox News and, and the right wing into thinking they should be afraid of their neighbor, refugees their neighbor and rape their neighbor, black people, uppity women, and um, that the people destroying their lives are not the capitalists who took their livelihoods. They're the refugee, the foreigner, the brown person. Okay, last question. Black, we, last the woman. Qu- yeah, last question. We have to wrap this up, and I'm begging you to come back all the time. I mean, of course. Okay, this is the last question. Uh, paranoia and critical thinking. I, I fancy myself a paranoid, and I okay. fancy myself pseudo-critical thinker and some things have occurred to me locked in my home that in 2001 we had 9-11 and we were terrified into invading Iraq and passing the Patriot Act and giving up all our civil liberties and then then a different crisis happens at the end of the Bush administration there's the financial crisis and we're terrified that capitalism is going to be destroyed and we all have to pass TARP. And we got panicked into the consolidation of our banks. Now we have something new. It's almost a Hegelian dialectic. <laughs> it's almost it's a, it's the synthesis of uh, terrorism, the fear of, you know, the virus is terrorism and uh and uh and they shut down capitalism so they've combined they combined the financial crisis of 2008 with the attacks of 9/11 and have now come up with our current crisis it's almost too perfect does that happen so when when you have somebody who's pretending to have critical thinking like me and who suffers from paranoia, does something like this happen naturally where the next crisis combines the previous two into one? Does that happen naturally through the flow of history or is... No, it doesn't have to. Like there don't have to be recessions every eight years or so. That's capitalism that over extends itself and it blows up with its debt and so on as it did in 2008 that's not inevitable not at all and what but the perfection i'm sorry dr fraud this is this is what i'm asking about how perfect it is that yes i get it but i don't think there's any plot I think this is the dynamics of capitalism that cause these crises now i don't know why covid formed i really don't nobody does actually and mm-hmm. people and trump is trying to blame it on an ethnic group as usual to get us to hate them but i know that there are real reasons to be frightened that are being exploited and those are planet extinction mm-hmm. climate change the next recession right capitalist appropriation of your wealth all of those are big Frightening things, unemployment, family disintegration, and those things are being hidden under hatred of another group like they were under Hitler. Because where you have terrified people who are brought up in authoritarian households, when they're really scared, many of them want to just be, I'll be good, 
I'll obey whatever the authority right. says. Right. There's also some, some people who went the other way. There's 20% on either side. The fascistic authority over Alice, over everything, and about 20% know we need democratic interaction, and 60% in between. Right. And that's what Fox News cultivates, that 60% to feel that human nature is greedy, grab it before it all disappears, and grab it before us. And there's a very good story around the coronavirus about that, which is in Germany, they were, there's a company that's going to soon develop a vaccine. They had vice presidents, three presidents actually, one in Boston and two in, in Germany. The one in Boston was negotiating with Pence and Trump, who offered a billion dollars, much more than that company was worth, and presented it to the other two, who fired that CEO. And the other two said, we are developing a vaccine for the entire world to use. Capitalism has limits. Fantastic. And Not fantastic, so what you're telling me side. is... We've been talking with Dr. Harriet Fraud. Please go to HarrietFraud.com. That's F-R-A-A-D. Listen to her podcast, Capitalism Hits Home. Sign up for her newsletter. She is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist practicing in New York City. And uh, thank you for helping us see what we see and not see what we're told to see. And I hope I can get you back next week. I'm keeping somebody waiting. Can I? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm so honored very to happy have to talk to you again. And we will talk again. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Pablo. Hi, David. How are you? Good, good. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Were you able to hear the doctor? I was. I was very interesting. Um, you know, some of the things that she's saying, and uh, we can see already. Um, well, well we ha I haven't you know, started recording yet, so hang on okay, for one second. Okay.